You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Kings as it's another day of basketball coming up for the Kings. Preseason game number two as they take on San Antonio. Of course, the two teams met earlier in the week. We'll see how this one is different on Friday. And then, of course, on Sunday, the Kings will play again when they'll take on the Lakers in Las Vegas. Welcome in to Locked on Kings. I'm Jason Ross. Thank you so much for following us, hopefully on a daily basis here on the Locked on Network. Lots of good stuff going on in the entirety of the network. So we encourage you to check out all the different, whether it's NFL teams, Locked on Raiders, Locked on Niners, your favorite team, or Locked on NBA, Locked on Fantasy. we got a lot of good stuff going on across the entire Locked On Network. Today, we get to our Friday mailbag coming up. Also, uh, Kings have continued to practice all week, basically. As Coach Yeager said earlier in the week, the preseason game on Monday was an interruption of training camp. And so they had an opportunity to play a game, won the game, got some good things done out of that game, some production. So we'll hear from Coach Yeager in a moment. But let's hear from one of the newer Kings at practice. This is Zach Randolph Zebo, who uh, started the other day, played pretty well in his limited minutes, stretched the floor a little bit, hit a couple of longer jump shots, including a three. But uh, let's hear what Zach Randolph held, had to tell the media uh, the other day after practice, after another one of the workouts for the Sacramento Kings. What did you think about that starting lineup uh, Monday night? I know De'Aaron was joking, said that was a pretty old lineup. <laughs> what did you think about going with the five vets and kind of being able to show the young guys how to start a game? Well, I mean, you know, like like, like you said, it's still preseason and uh, still early. And, you know, we just coaches working, you know, started with the vets, but he's just working and trying to see what best works. You never know, he probably do a different lineup next game. So <clears throat> that's what you do in preseason. You try to, you know, see what vets, see what best works and, and it fits together. And it seemed like they want to talk about pace, getting up and down the court. Mm-hmm. That you guys, whoever be the pass, the Georgia guys penetrating, you guys got up on the court really well in that uh, time you were out there. Yeah, we feel good. I feel good out there. Um, you know, first game still, you know, get your legs in front of you, but I feel good and I think overall the guys look good and can keep continue to get better with these young guys and you know they open to learning and they uh they some good kids so they work hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's the league now, you know, when they get up and down the court, spread the court open and penetrate and have open paint. So that's the league now. Do you like it? I mean, you know, basketball is basketball. So, you know, you guys got to know how to play the game. Yeah, great, man. De'Aaron, man, he's, he's going to be a future all-star, man, real soon. And, and Frank, he just know how to play so well and know how to, you know, find guys and get in the paint. So, like I said, these young guys, they work ethic is, is out the roof, and they, and, they, and they listen, and they open to learning, and that's all you can ask. You played against Willie, honestly. What's it yeah. like being a teammate of him and going Man, it's great, athletic, and he, he just he does he just does so many things. He can be – he's like a he's – a, he's a specimen. His arms is long, and he can, he can do so many things on the offensive end and the defensive end. Yeah, and that's what I told him. I said, when the lights come on, you ready, huh, Rook? But no, nah, like you said, when he when he came out there, when I watched him for the first time, it's just like you can just tell, you know, you can, you can just tell. You can tell when a player that has it, and he he's one and got it. Just everything, just his just maturity, how he came in the game, just took over and making plays and pushing it and just everything. Well, Zebo, very complimentary of his roster and certainly high praise for De'Aaron Fox. Sees him as a potential and future all-star. I'm telling you, the the young man has a lot of gifts, 
and I, I think he does have uh, unlimited potential, but hopefully, you know, just got to take it slow and steady. Got to go through the process because there's going to be nights where we're going to look at him guarding Russell Westbrook or other great point guards in this league, and he won't be quite ready or good enough. That's natural. That's what happens for a lot of rookies and second-year guys. It takes some time, but I feel like he's got maturity. He will grow. He will get better, and he's got a lot of potential for sure. All right, we move on from Zach Randolph to the head coach of the Kings, Dave Yeager, as he's seen you know improvements so far in this team and maybe some plans for what they might do going forward in the preseason and the regular season. Here was the coach with the media earlier in the week. No, it's it's fun to go to work every day, and we got a good good group of guys, and uh, you know we're months and maybe some years away from certainly being a finished product. But uh, guys are working hard. If you do that, you're going to get there uh, you know faster than you would otherwise. You guys watched a lot of tape yesterday. Were you, were you pleased with what you saw? Obviously, there's always things to work on. But yeah, yeah. No, there's there was some good stuff, and um, and there was some stuff that was really awful. And then there's a lot of stuff. You know, it's just. It's, it's nobody's at fault as a bad guy. It was just like, hey, we're just trying to get better. And uh, I think, you know, when you do team video or you do small group videos, it's it's not personal. We're just trying to help you want want you guys to be as good as you can be. Good. You bored today? You need nothing. I've lost my voice, so that's that's okay with me. A little bit about a Willie, just the way you kind of worked with him, how he progressed over the last season, where he is now. Just how far has he come from the guy you met? I guess it'd be last May or so. Well, we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll see. This is a this is a big year for him, and a heck of an opportunity uh, to go right from when the lights are on. Um, you know, like last year. Kind of was was a slow starting, and uh, you know he was better uh, as the year went on, and, and he was better after the trade. So uh, you know we'll see how it goes over the course of the 82 game season. How tough is it, um, or have you in your mind broken down like when you, as you start the season? When you started the veterans the other night, you brought the kids in and played a lot. When the season starts, are you thinking of playing for the kids running the fire in the beginning, uh, or are you going to give let them take some time and sit on the bench and watch the veterans get started? Have you in your mind like, decided which way you're going to go? Yeah, yeah. Can you share? Yeah. Did you really think that I would? No, <laughs> you asked so nicely, though. <laughs> I think there, there's got to be a mix, you know, I think. Um, and also, for the number of guys that we are trying to develop, and I don't want this to be an issue, so maybe I shouldn't even say it, but there, there's also going to be days where I take a veteran or two and go, hey, you know what? This one game this week, I'm gonna just hold you back, get your get your rest, and we'll just keep working with it. And I, what that's gonna do? That's 48 minutes. Not that they played all 40, but that means that let's say it was Zach, just for example. That means then Scal's going to front line. He's as a starter, and then the next guy becomes, you know what I mean? So uh, I think that everything is fair game, and 82 games is a lot of games, and 48 minutes is a lot of minutes for you know younger guys and younger bodies. Good question. Yeah, that's probably you know that's probably true, and and uh, and he has got size, you know he's got he's got done a good job with his body, so yeah, there, you know there's a lot of guys there, it just is what it is. You know, the, the, up, the up and down style of playing, like the Willie real quick, you know. 
he's, I know he worked a lot on his uh, ball handling, those type of things, skill, you know, trying to be able to play away from the basketball. But do you still want him to, to maybe be a guy where his primary thing is, a, is to be a defender? Because I know he talks a lot about showing that he's more than just a defense, maybe rebound type guy. Yeah, you know, if he if he's uh, getting up and down the floor and being a high motor guy and, and getting tips and uh, and rebounding, uh, we're you know we're gonna have an issue with our rebounding this year. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a struggle for us. So uh, he he's gonna need to you know get get as many as he can, and uh, and then I think you go from there to okay, now show me more. You know you make it, your box gets bigger. Well, a couple of notes I took from that. One that was interesting is coach says he knows what his lineup will be. I don't know if anything will be dictated here in the next uh, week or so while they continue to finish out the preseason. Um, and mixing in veterans, I could see him definitely doing that plan where, like he did late in the season last year, where, okay, Costa, you're night, you're off. Garrett Temple, you're not playing. Aflalo, Tolliver, those guys would sit, and that would just create more opportunities for younger players or different players to get significant amount of run. Not that the veterans played the 48 minutes, but it took those 48 minutes off the table from one guy that might take 12 of them or 18 or 25. It just opened up kind of the whole piece of the pie for the rest of the players. So I could see him doing that during the regular season as well. The other one that he brought up and just kind of said it, but no one followed up with it, was that he thought rebounding would be an issue for this team. And I actually thought they rebounded pretty well in preseason game number one. But I think it's going to have to be a team that does it collectively. And if we're going at early season, very, very, very early observations of this team playing without DeMarcus Cousins, he was a tremendous rebounder, obviously. The other thing DeMarcus did very, very well was he would get opposing teams into foul trouble. Other bigs, other guards, he would go to the line a lot, and then it would set up for anybody. Collison getting fouled, now he's shooting free throws. Or a Flalo, or, you know, Lawson, pick your other player that would get fouled because or go to the line because DeMarcus drew other guys into the penalty so the Kings were a team that got to the foul line a lot made a lot of free throws I don't know if that's going to happen as prolifically as it did last year but just some interesting notes but the the concern the coach has as far as rebounding being an issue for this team I thought was interesting all right now let's get to the Friday mailbag and again you guys are just awesome with this I got a fun one that I'll uh, share with you on my last one uh, or one of our last emails here but uh, hit me up, jason.ross at cbsradio.com. Also, you can send me comments on Twitter at jasonross1140. But the Friday mailbag, questions that come from you, and uh, good good batch this week, certainly. The first one comes from Andy. Andy has said, I have heard you continue to mention that this team has a lot of good players and that some will likely not even play. If that ends up being true, should they just trade some of the players for someone else that's better or thin out a roster a little bit and make it better, make the roster better overall? in some trades do you see them doing that Andy you make a good point I don't know that I see this team making any trades Vlade is always going to look right I think you have to do your your due diligence as the guy in the front office but at this point I think they like their roster and the guy I've kind of said keep your eye on is someone like some of the veterans maybe a Costa Kufis later in the season I don't think there's a high demand for that but I don't know that they can – well, they probably could move some of the younger players for, a, a, as you say, a more talented, bigger player or a star. But I just kind of think this is the plan right now. Build around young players, see if they develop, see if they can get a core couple of pieces from the young guys. But I don't see a, an imminent trade at all uh, coming up from this group. Thank you, Andy, for that question. Justin chiming in. Justin says, hey, I wanted to fill you in on what was tough for me to get my fix. Or, or, sorry, I wanted to fill you in that it was tough for me to get my fix on the Kings 
when you are only doing one podcast a week for a while. I've been listening for a long time. Thank you for being back every day, and I'm so excited about this upcoming season. Maybe too excited, because here's what I was talking about with my friends. Uh, Recently, we talked about a couple of years ago when everyone thought that Portland Trailblazers would be really bad. They had Lillard, and that was it. Well, all of a sudden, Lillard became even better. McCollum blossomed, and the team took off and even made the playoffs two years ago. Why do I feel like this is something that can actually happen with the Kings? Help me make some sense of this crazy thought, J. Ross. Um, honestly, keep thinking that way. Don't. I don't want to tell you. To, I don't want to squash your hopes. I. I feel like this all the time. I mean, my realistic perspective on this, and I'm going off of what other people say. Even the Kings internally are saying, "Hey, it's going to take us a while. It's going to take us a year, two years, three years." I'm so enamored that this team's chemistry is strong. Um, as you heard from Zach Randolph earlier, talking about how, you know. These guys, the young guys listen to the veterans. The veterans like the young guys. The veterans, the young guys like the veterans. I I think there is something to chemistry. I'd rather have a team filled with amazing talent, but I also think we're, we're diminishing the talent level here. I think this roster is pretty good. And what does that mean? Well, it's not as good as the Warriors. It's not as good as um, Houston. It's not as good as Oklahoma City, I don't think. But yeah, I'm with you, Justin, in one sense about Portland. I didn't think that roster was going to be any good two years ago or three. It was a two or three years ago when they were supposed to just be a bad team. They were going to be lucky to win low 20s and even with a guy like Lillard. But all of a sudden, they found a groove. They competed, and they were really good, had a fun year, and found their way again last year, too, to make the postseason. So, and let's just take that for example. Did you feel like Portland, even now, are they that much better than the Kings? I think there's some spots to be had at the bottom of the West. I don't know if the Kings will get there. My realistic pick is that they won't, but I'm not going to be shocked if they do. I really am not. And for the people that say they're going to be terrible or win just so few games, don't you guys collectively like the roster? And I think the blanket statement on why people are saying they're not going to win many games is because they're so young. What does that mean? No experience, not enough experience. They've got some guys with experience, but – I'm not blown away by the bottom half of the West. I'm really not. And I think the Kings could crack that code. I don't know that it will happen, but I say, Justin, keep believing that. I don't want to squash your hopes. And I think the Kings, the other thing that's interesting, I almost wonder collectively if they're playing it this way, which is smart, just to totally temper uh, expectations. And then if they do exceed them, then great. Then absolutely great. But instead of like last year, they're then they're smart not to do this. I would never say they should say, hey, we're targeting the eight seed. They might be, but don't say it. Don't say it publicly. So thank you, Justin, for your email. Uh, Pablo is our next one, says, I'm a big fan of DeMarcus Cousins, and I'm still a little upset that this team even traded him. I still wear my boogie jerseys all over the place, and I want the Kings to get him back. He is a free agent this coming offseason. Do you see any way that the Kings can get him back in Sacramento? Hashtag please bring boogie back. Um, I don't. I mean, you never say never. He would be a free agent. I think he would welcome coming back. I just think the organization has been there and done that. And he did a lot of great things for this team as a player. Didn't get enough wins for him or for the organization to keep him around and and to pay him ultimately what they would have to. I just, I I can't envision that scenario. I don't see it happening. I think they're ready to to go another way and they've already committed to that. So, Philip, again, I'll tell you, dream of it and think of it, but I don't think it's happening. Not happening in my mind. Oh, excuse me, Pablo. Our next email is from Philip. So Pablo keeps dreaming it, but I don't see it happening. Philip, 
This is great. Philip's email is is awesome. I love these kind of emails, and you guys are you guys are funny with this. So here's Philip. He's given me a lot of different scenarios here. He wrote he had a previous write up, but I'm gonna get to the scenario part. I'm here to give you some scenarios that I want to see what your answers are. I think Philip's trying to get a little bit know know a little bit more about me. I guess he says I hear you're a UCLA. I hear you talk about UCLA, the Yankees, the Kings, Sac State on the radio. So I think these are all of your teams. So which one would give you the biggest thrill to see get a championship? I think I've been asked this one before, even on the podcast, but uh, the biggest thrill for me, I can remove the Yankees because I've seen it. I would welcome it. If it happens this year, it'd be awesome. Um, I really would get excited if UCLA won a, a football championship. That'd be great. Sac State, because I work for them. If I was a part of a football championship, that would be awesome. But the answer is easy. It's the Kings. It's these Kings. Uh, this community hasn't had it. I would be a part of it in some small way, being a part of the radio broadcast. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy one. The biggest thrill would be to see the Kings win a championship. But there's more here from Philip. If you had $100 to bet on any of these choices, which would you most likely put it on? My three choices here are Vlade to win GM of the year, Jaeger to win coach of the year, or De'Aaron Fox to win rookie of the year. Well, the best or the um, most favorable odds are probably De'Aaron Fox to win rookie of the year, so I wouldn't get the best return for my $100, but I would probably go for that. I think that's the most likely to happen um, this season of any of them. But obviously, if the team is successful, Jaeger's going to have a great chance at Rookie of the Year, and so would Vlade as GM of the Year. But I, I'll, I'll lean for the what I would see as the, the most safest bet, which would be De'Aaron Fox to win Rookie of the Year. All right, now he says, Philip says, here are some quick hitters. Uh, Mexican food or Italian food? Man, you found two of my favorites. I would probably lean towards Mexican food, but that's a tough choice. Uh, romantic comedy or action film? Ah, I pick romantic comedy. Comedy part has me. Romantic part, that eh, doesn't bother me. Action film, eh, literally, some are good, some are bad. I guess the same could be said about romantic comedy, but I'd lean towards the comedy. Uh, car or plane? Uh, I kind of need more explanation from you on this one, Philip, but if it's for, obviously, a mode of travel, I like both, but our family takes a lot of trips in the car. We're drivers. Car, take the car. Dog or cat, easy. Dog, no, no chance on the cat. Allergic to them for one, but dogs are great. Uh, NBA or college basketball? Ah, it's NBA, but I will say March Madness is one of my favorite things going. And then the last one's a really tough one. Adam Silver or David Stern? Man, I'm a big fan of both, for, certainly for Stern and his role in keeping this team here. But Adam Silver, I think, is a great commissioner. Both were, but I would I would slight lean towards Adam Silver, but forever grateful for David Stern. Thank you for those uh, choices, Philip. I like those uh, questions when they come my way. And the last one comes from King Kenny. The NBA Finals was lit. All right, King Kenny. I remember taking my daughter to the Monarchs games and was surprised how much I enjoyed the league. I remember that you used to work the games as well with Cozumore and Kara. It's actually Krista, but Cozumore and Krista Blunk. Uh, when, when are the Monarchs coming back? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, that was something that was talked about early on when this team was, um, when the community was trying to keep this team here. It was a... It was a gesture that I know Kevin Johnson the mayor at the time suggested I, I think the league is not going to um, expand as far as I've heard but if they ever relocate another team they've done some of that lately I could see Sacramento getting a team back but I haven't heard anything that's imminent at all but it was a great I enjoyed it too I really enjoyed the league the people were fantastic I got to know the players and have relationships still with you mentioned Coe's obviously I knew him before but Krista Blunk and other people just involved in the Monarchs organization that were just great people and i'd love to see it back it's a great 
league. It's getting better. The talent is better and better. We have some legends that have played here, whether it's Tisha or Yolanda, Kara Lawson, Ruthie, just some great people that have played in that league, and I'd like to see it back. I enjoyed it. And, yeah, for some, it's not for me. That's fine. I'm not pushing it on you. But for those that enjoyed it, they want it back. And I think they would enjoy it again. And I think what's great is when the NBA teams support the WNBA, and a lot of that happened with that Lynx and Spark series was as good as it gets. Those two teams are super competitive. It was a close series. It ended in the, the final game, and it really could have gone either way, but Minnesota won yet again. And another title for an ex-monarch, Rebecca Brunson, winning, I think it was her fifth WNBA title. So thank you for the uh, feedback on the mailbag. Send me those questions each week, jason.ross at cbsradio.com or on Twitter at jasonross1140. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend's events of the two preseason games and more podcasts coming your way next week right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.